this episode of the Sustainable Fashion Podcast. We're back in Spotify's green room for raising your consciousness. This week, we're discussing minimalist fashion. So um, for the next few weeks, I'll be sharing some definitions with you about how to help raise your consciousness about ethical and sustainable issues that affect us all. So what I'm using is... um, a glossary from a company called Good On You and it's a glossary for sustainable fashion so it's to help guide the discussion and provide some insights so about the key points so if you would like to get a copy of that glossary as well to follow along with these conversations then again just dm me on instagram global fashion marketplace and i'll send you the link so you can follow these these different topics that we're speaking about every week so this week on the sustainable fashion podcast we're going to be speaking about minimalism, so minimalist fashion. So minimalism is about stripping back the unnecessary, leaving only things that provide you with real value and joy. So for fashion, that can mean having a minimal amount of clothing and um, your wardrobe um, should make you feel happy and should be right for you and bring you joy. So it's about having minimalist a minimalist approach to your wardrobe so now I'm going to bring you guys up to introduce yourselves and participate in the conversation my first question to kick off this podcast today is what is our relationship with our clothing in our wardrobes so Maria I know you want to come up so I'll bring you up so Maria what what is our relationship with our clothing in our wardrobe and um yeah thinking about minimalist fashion and anyone else that wants to come up and share and what you think about the relationship with our clothing in our wardrobe is it minimalist at the moment is is it going to be difficult to become um more minimalist and practice minimalism what do you think is that something that you're already interested in okay dr cassandra Hey, how are you? How are you? I'm fine. I'm still at work, but I was just going to listen in. Um, I love this question. I think for me personally, as I age, I realize that less is more for me. And when I look at my closet, as much as I have a lot for me, I think when you have more than five, you have a lot. <laughs> so yeah. it becomes of an issue for me when it comes to fashion because then it's so many pieces and not having the right idea. Well, I should say not idea, you know, trying to follow a trend to be able to utilize what you already have. is kind of hard because I think uh, being conscious of fashion is based on where you are in life. And that determines how you dress, what you purchase. Um, I know I have a lot of people who say you can, if you're thrifty enough, you can put anything together. So being minimalistic, I'm trying to head towards that direction where I can thin out my closet, um, but um, rely on quality pieces, not necessarily trending things, but something that I can utilize more than you know more than a, a multiple times into different kinds of fashion um i think having a background that i had because when i was growing up i was a model and um mm-hmm. into the pageants and 
So it's like, you know, every outfit, yeah, every outfit has to be different. You can't repeat things, but I'm no longer in that phase. So I am trying to um, practice minimalist and not purchase so many things. Um, lately, I would have to be honest, I just started buying dresses. I grew up as a tomboy, so my focus was always on, you know, I love tailored pantsuits and things like that. So now... I'm buying dresses, so when I go to the store, I'm more cautious and uh, calculative on what I am purchasing so that I have something, not too many, where you have too many, then you don't know what, you know, you're like, I have nothing. Yeah. So, <laughs> so what do you think about the idea? What do you think about the idea of, like, having items of clothing that bring you joy, so only having, like, a few items that are really durable that make you really happy to wear them? Is that something that um, you think people are buying in with that mindset or you think people are not quite hmm. there yet? I think people are, it's funny, a lot of us, when we go shopping, it brings us joy. We buy, we buy, we buy because it satisfies us. But once it's in our closet, it's a different story. Um, yeah, I do know that it's pay. possible to, yeah, it's possible there are some people who have particular pieces when they look at it, it does bring them joy depending on the reason why they purchased it in the first place. If you're an emotional shopper, I don't think once you have it in your closet, that joy is going to be um, evaporated in a in sense. But I can understand yeah. when you like travel to uh, a particular or go to a fashion show and you see a really cute particular item you really like. So you connect it with the desires like, oh, my God, I love that. So whenever you see that piece or you wear it, obviously, it brings that joy. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to get a few more people join. So I'm going to just re frame the question again so we can invite a few more people to join the conversation so um yeah so today we're talking about minimalism and minimalist fashion so minimalism is about stripping back the unnecessary leaving only things that provide you with your value and joy for fashion it can mean having a minimal amount of clothing and in your wardrobe that feels right for you and brings you joy so what we're discussing at the moment if you want to come up and participate is what is our relationship with our clothing in our wardrobes and as consumers are we buying fashion items that bring us joy so um yeah so if you want to raise your hand and, and come up i see we've got samuel and ron in the room and zampay don't know if you guys want to come and participate Yes, welcome Ron, welcome Samuel. So what are your thoughts about, about minimalism? Is it something that you practice? Is it something that you're interested in? Is it realistic expectation for people to strip back their wardrobes? What do you guys think? Hi Bukola, hi Sam, hi Dr. Cassandra and hi Zampe below. I actually listened uh, last week uh, to Marie Kondo's, I think Kondo, right? Uh, uh, she's a Japanese uh, minimalist fashion uh, oh, really? ad advocate. She has like a style, and people like. Uh, and I actually like the the you know the the reasoning and the and the, the you know the let's say the analogy or the. 
you know, the thought behind it, I mean, I'm, I, I, I want to become a minimalist in terms of that aspect. No, I'm not going to take the folding aspect to, to the extent that they, they take it there, but I, I really like it. And actually, my parents uh, used to live in Japan, in Tokyo, for four years, so I, I was fortunate to, you know, to, to, to be there for like three months. And uh, uh, a lot of it is also cultural. I mean, uh, uh, meaning that a lot of countries and, and places don't have the space to, you know, basically hoard. So they have to be minim minimalistic uh, as a way of life, and they really have to uh, pick and choose what they can, uh, what, what, you know, what, what they want to use. And, 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 and therefore, like, from, from that perspective, every piece of clothing uh, brings uh, some kind of emotion, especially joy, obviously. I mean, and, 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 and going back to your uh, personal question, Yeah, I wanna I wanna do that for myself because I think uh, you know, and then touching back, back uh, sustainability and uh, I guess uh, that point of view, I wanna trim down my my collection. Uh, not that it's huge, but uh, trim down my 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 wardrobe and donate as much as possible so somebody else can uh, enjoy it as well. So with that, this is Ron, and I appreciate your time. Well, thank you, Ron. That's really great input. Yeah, minimalism is definitely a way of life. Minimalist fashion is a concept um, that we're discussing today, but the whole idea of minimalism goes beyond fashion and into like the way you actually live your life, the decisions you make in, in an everyday basis. Um, some people think it's an extreme lifestyle, but some people find it very refreshing and liberating to have um, not too many attachments. And, and hoarding is like, definitely something that that can be considered like negative for people's mental health and things like that and minimalism can be really freeing as well so Samuel um do you have any thoughts on this when it comes to fashion when it comes to fashion or how we live our lives the whole the whole conversation because I think we're really in the stage of um overconsumption and sustainability is really about reducing consumption right now so i think the concept of minimalist lifestyle overall is really interesting but we, we talked about minimalist fashion because this is a sustainable fashion podcast but anything you'd like to add on the whole concept to give shed light to people would be amazing well so i mean to me minimalism you know in in fashion is um is a paring down of clothing to its you know most basic form because it doesn't need to be more than that uh it's 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 That it's really beautiful materials and textures because that's what ultimately the piece of clothing is. It's not something for embroidery to go on. It's not something for extra pockets to be there. It's it's really just pared down to what it needs to be. Um, and so you know it's it's uh, it, it can be a lot of neutrals or color blocking. You know it's it really is just very simple. Um, and it's there's a lot of beauty in that. But I do think that one could enjoy minimalist fashion and still have way too much of it, right? Like, I mean, like, you could probably, you could definitely have, um, you know, like, 37 smocks when you need, need maybe two of them. Uh, so, you know, I, I think that, yeah, so I, th I think that, you know, like, you know, when I think about minimalism uh, in, in clothing and in fashion, the look of it, you know, I'm thinking, like, Calvin Klein, and I'm thinking, you know, old Donna Karen, just sort of like, you know, what? Yeah, the aesthetic, you know, exactly, um, is, is kind of, you know, the vibe that, that it brings to me. Um, 
but uh, you know the lifestyle that it revolves around is one where there isn't really room for extra things, and if there are there, they're all behind closed. Um, you know, they're, they're all they're all encased, um, which means that you know you have to be able to have a way of of storing it or not have that much. Um, and uh, I think that um, I think that for Americans. Uh, minimalism in that regards, you know, it actually, you definitely could have enough space for all your stuff, but or all that stuff, if you wanted to hold on to it, but it really does enjoy a lot of very large open spaces with almost nothing in it. Um, and that's part of it. You know, it's sort of just the excess of emptiness. Um, okay. yeah. with, with room, with room for you and your being to be inside of it as opposed to being taken over by the things that are in it. I, um, I'm a bit of a maximalist, but I do love minimalism, um, and I can design in both sides. But um, a lot of my my maximalism comes from just you know it's it's stuff that I need for work and that I use for work and that I'm upcycling or in some way not just quite hoarding, but it's it's um it's part of how I you know try to make the world a, a slightly more sustainable place. Um, and you know, and as I get older, I have what sorry. That's an interesting concept when we think about reducing, like, or not not wasting things. Then how do we balance minimalism with with hoarding things? Well, the thing to do is just not to get it, not to buy the thing in the first place. Because if no one buys the thing, then I don't have to figure out what to do with it when, when you're done with it. Um, because ultimately, you know, it's, it, it, right? Like, because ultimately, you know. One can be minimalist and be a bad actor in it, and that's, that means that there's going to be a landfill somewhere full of your stuff. Um, just because yeah. you know you, just because you get rid of it, doesn't mean that that was the right thing to do. Um, it should maybe you just never needed it to begin with. Um, so yeah, so I, I definitely do think that it, it's um, it's a wonderful component to uh, a, a paring down of one's consumption. Yeah, that brings me nicely to my second book. Well, second or third question that I have or the next part of the conversation. So if we're thinking about sustainable fashion options like swapping, sharing, secondhand, upcycling. So do you think the story of the garment is important to increasing consumers' participation in these activities? So when we're thinking about minimalism, does that play a role in helping people like have that story about, okay? This is my signature piece in my wardrobe, and the story behind it. Does does that increase that having that idea increase people's likelihood to participate in being minimalist because they have like a relationship or a story about their wardrobe? Ron, do you want to take a stab at it, or Patrick Santa? Yeah, I was. I was going to say something because that's a tough one because I, I think another for that to be in existence is upbringing. I think someone has said it that it's, a, it's, it's a, if it's a culture, you know, I think your um, how you grew up and what you value would indicate if you actually would see um, a garment or something in your closet or something that you purchased that would have a story that would make it more appealing to say, okay, I'm being minimalistic and this has a story hidden behind why I purchase it or why I have it. I think that's um, an individual thing, concept kind of thing. And that's my take, though. Okay. Yeah, go ahead, Ron. 
I think for, yeah, from from my point of view, uh, there are there are certain uh, let's say items of uh, fashions that yes will have uh, you know kind of kind of the you know the emotional attachment, but but I think a lot of it comes from the you know when you when you purchase whether it's online or offline, you immediately get a rush of uh, adrenaline or pheromones. And like Dr. Cassandra stated before, you know, uh, when it gets into your closet, that's why, you know, a lot of people, including myself, you know, have hundreds maybe of different shirts that probably look uh, kind of the same, you know. And, uh, yeah, so, so one of two may have some kind of uh, emotional attachment, but the rest of them I can pretty much, uh, like I said before, donate. And I think that what you stated in the, in the beginning of the questions I think the popularity of, uh, especially the last couple of years, of like, uh, you know, the in terms of like uh, vintage, vintage uh, boutiques, online, offline, uh, whereby you, you know, there there are online companies that you can actually, let's say, rent for for I don't know, couple the couple of weeks a month, a certain type of product. Uh, I I think that 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 will become the 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 norm that will enable you know minimalistic and uh, and I, th I think in, in, in that regards it's, it's a mindset issue for those who have the mindset going forward that yes you know the the fashion that uh, they want to be in trend but they don't necessarily have to buy the you know the product today and next year it's going to be out of fashion so so that that's kind of my uh, two cents on it yeah. I just to piggyback what she, of just run just said something it just dropped into my mind. Now I think, like you said, it's a mindset. Um, there are people such as myself. Yes, I may not be able to afford the high end, high end, high end stuff when it's in trend. But then when it comes down in value as a possibility that I can pick it up. Yet there will be other people who definitely we go through the, um, the idea of renting to utilize and put it back so that it's not just sitting, especially when you're not um, in that capacity to um, spend that much at one time. Say for something that's like fifteen thousand or twenty thousand, obviously, that idea. And if you're an, into that kind of lifestyle, then definitely you end up being in that minimalistic kind of fashion because it's like you're not holding on too much to too many stuff that is not really needed all the time. But you know, like most of the time, we go out just because we want and we buy it, but it's not actually a need. But if you live in a lifestyle where it's just based on what I need at that moment, and that moment I can rent, there's an outlet for me to either go online and rent it for when I need it, then definitely there's always a story. And if there's an, um, I was going to say, if there is an option to buy it, that piece that you rent it, obviously, yes, there will be a story behind it. And, you know, there are people who, um, um, all, always watch celebrity and they see certain things that celebrities are wearing and they really want a piece of it and not just a copy of it. Obviously, then it becomes a story, to, a storyline where it's like, I saw such and such and that brings me joy. Or people are purchasing certain things just because of maybe a give back like Tom's shoes. For every shoe you purchase with Tom's, they they um provide shoes for people those so kids who don't have shoes so 
Um, and you don't have to buy a ton. So it's like, and the product is so sustainable in a way that you don't have to purchase a multiple of the shoes that you use. So in that, that's another outlet that I'm, I'm viewing at the concept about being, becoming a minimalistic fashion, I guess, girl or man. Yeah. Yeah. I like so, the idea. Uh, yeah. Go ahead, Samuel. I was just like, I like the idea of adding fashion rental into your wardrobe as a way of having less, less, um, in your wardrobe. Yeah. I just like that concept. Go ahead, Samuel. So I think, um, ultimately it comes down to a few key things. Um, and none of them are mutually exclusive or necessarily transmutable. So I think that, um, somebody who is going to hold on to something, um, longer than they should, it doesn't necessarily matter what the intrinsic story is. It's because they have a story with it and giving something a backstory won't necessarily make it more valuable or less valuable than something else. It's what that person's relationship to the thing is. In terms of someone who's over-consuming, I think that, um, you know, uh, and, and over-consuming without any interest, rather, who is just consuming for that feeling that Ron was talking about, uh, the fleeting feeling of, uh, it's mine, I want it. Um, I think that that there needs to be a, a shift um, of the thinking, and that I don't know if it really happens through um, more conscientious storytelling because it's either a story that they're not that interested in or it needs to be, it, the story needs to be told um, a, a, as couched underneath the, the larger you know, umbrella of these other things are not that valuable. You don't need those. You only need this um, because otherwise it's just, um, you know, it's, it, it ultimately winds up, unfortunately, um, being sort of a marketing tool. Uh, I uh, spent a lot of time telling these stories. Um, and, uh, and I've seen a lot of different, um, uh, I've seen, I've seen people who can afford these things and people who cannot afford these things, uh, being, these things being, uh, master, masterfully crafted, uh, object art and home goods and, and fabrics and, and, uh, lifestyle items like leather goods and stuff. And so the person who understands what it is and the importance of the object and what it means either in the history of design or where it's coming from, or who made it, or what the house is, and the story of that. That person doesn't always have the money. More often than not, they don't. They come to it from a place of this is art, this is this is history, this is you know this is this is our shared um, uh, cultural lexicons um, or savoir-faire. Add a bit more to this conversation based on what you're saying. Um, Sorry. Um, if I come back to the definition of like that I, I read at the beginning, minimalism is about stripping back the unnecessary and leaving only things that provide you real value and joy so like who design defines um value what value is so that's really what i wanted to ask in in line with what you're saying yeah i mean it's it's the personal definition of what provides you value that's the issue right so it's like i can i can tell somebody you know tell them blue in the face that 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 the glass that they're using is like, you know, something that is mass produced. And, you know, if, if it hits the floor wrong, it'll shatter into a million pieces. And, you know, it's not as, it's not nearly as valuable as this piece, say from Lobmeyer that is, you know, mouth blown and uh, has a history that goes back you know, to, to 1823. And, you know, there's only a certain amount of them made a year. If the person doesn't see that as valuable, there's not much that I can do because I've given them all the things that we deem to be valuable. Um, so it's 
where the story comes is the story that we're talking about the story that you tell yourself about the garment that makes it valuable rather than a story that's told to you about the garment i think that the thing that makes it valuable is how it makes you feel and what service it offers you in in your daily life um you know it, it, i i've actually I've, i mean i think we've all had things that you know cost very little money but were really handy um you know it's just like you know or it's like you know like this is the thing that i need i need it in like five colors um yeah. you know i i, I and, and that's you know and that has its own um you know it's, you know that that means that somebody somewhere spent you know either a lot of time or not but someone solved a problem that's good design ultimately is usually what that is and um and that that's really valuable and i think that until people are more exposed to that kind of thing they don't understand it because you have to use it to see its value you have to drink out of that lobmire glass and see that it weighs almost nothing and then it's like it's perfectly fitted to your mouth the way that we drink and hold things and it's a joy to use it as opposed to this other thing that weighs yeah. a ton and is like you know stumpy and it, it like hits your teeth you know it's it, it's it really comes down to having a one-on-one experience with the item unfortunately um but yeah, that is that is my experience i have more questions based on this and um, really when you're thinking about um Oh, my brain just went blank. Yeah, it's it's based on what you were saying about value. And I was thinking about quality and, and going back to fast fashion. So I think in the previous conversations we've had, I think people start to understand that um, fast fashion are low value products, less less quality, et cetera, et cetera. So when we think about the mindset of fast fashion, it doesn't give space for a minimalist like quality and value mindset when it comes to clothing what what do you guys think about that culture that we have at the moment and the contrast can we break free and start valuing clothing in the way that samuel's been describing i think um fast fashion actually leads to hoarding because you want everything and then have no value in the sense that you're just being driven by what the society in terms of trend um what's out there and then it's the quality. Is, you're not thinking about the quality, but you think about the quantity of what you can get. And then at least hoarding. And there's no true story behind that because it's like you're just buying and buying, going off your desires to want what you want and not necessarily what you need. But I think um, what Sam was saying in terms of if there is a, something has an emotion has to be connected unless you know why you need why you're purchasing or why I shouldn't be getting it in terms of if I can get multiple use out of a certain thing, that means I value it. So the, what, what determines your value without using it, you can't yeah. tell. But with, um, whereas the other is like, you're just buying, buying, not because of the value. There's not, nothing connecting you to it, but just the fact that it's, um, you get more for your money. And it's always about trends and you're continually buying, buying without realizing that the quantity, what you're purchasing has no quality. And if it has no quality, then you won't be able to value it. Then you keep on going back to the cycle yeah. over yeah. and over yeah. again. And, and that's the point that I wanted to make about being sustainable and like sustainable fashion is basically, there's a quote that goes around that the most sustainable wardrobe is what you already have in your wardrobe so the idea of having durable and high quality high value clothing in your wardrobe that you can wear over and over and over is actually a sustainable way 
of doing fashion, more sustainable way of doing fashion. So, yeah, I agree with what you're saying, Dr. Cassandra. I just wanted to drop that point in that that is definitely sustainability at its best, the more wears you can get out of an outfit. So, um, yeah, Samuel, you were going to jump in. No, I just, I, I two things. Um, you know, it, it, it really does come down to uh, educating a consumer, and, and it's something that I think you learn um, – I don't know how one learns it because where I come from, the way, I, the way I come at, you know, purchasing clothes, like I never get something with the, with, with the understanding that like, I'm only going to wear this because it's trendy. And like, I get something because like I'm building, I build, right. I, I have things that they all work together. It's, you know, it's sort of, some stuff doesn't go together. That's fine. But other things do. And I can, you know, pack, you know, for, for your, for a month in one suitcase, because I just, you know, my stuff is, is designed to be, um, interchangeable and it's it's a wardrobe it's not stuff um and that being said there are things that i own from fast fashion labels that i definitely know, like i they don't they don't go in the washing machine they can only be dry cleaned like you know like there's like certain things you have to do to make sure that that it, it's the life extends of it and that's just something that i know because i understand how these clothes are made and what they're made of um what interests me though is the idea that underneath a model of renting you still don't really get to the crux of it, right? Because, like, you can still consume what you want when you want it. Just now, you know, there's, there's, um, there's, you don't really, there's, a, yeah. there's a different, there's a different carbon, right? There's, there, there's a, right, there's a, there's sort of like, you know, a, a planned obsolescence in there, but it, at the same time, it doesn't switch the framework of the mind, right? Because you can still just get whatever. Um, and I think that that actually might be something that we should be a little more concerned about than we realize because, yeah, there it, has been a conversation about yeah. whether rental is actually sustainable. Right, and we, so, we had um, that combo, but this one, this one is about like a sustainable concept. But yeah, like this is about like the mindset of the person who's entering into it, not let alone just the actual thing itself. Like, right, like is it sustainable? How many like washes is this? You know, da, 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 all of that. But really, at the end of the day, the consumer is still just consuming the way that they used to. So you haven't really broken that cycle, I don't think. Yeah, my, I my, do have my to thought, agree. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No worries. Yeah, I just want to say my thought on this also is that won't people enjoy their wardrobes more if they do take a minimalist approach and have that those valued garments in their wardrobe so they would actually and just enjoy wearing things and just enjoy the experience of buying fashion when they actually have to go out and purchase something. It's a special occasion and it's adding something of value to your life. That is a mindset that I think is really useful and, and really positive about minimalism. So it's just about that shift, really. Um, we've got a new speaker coming up. Um, Lucia? Oh, oh, where are you? Lucia, do you want to join the conversation? Um, so um, before Lucia jumps in, I've got another question, and it's like a, a nice question for you guys to think about. So um, I'm going to pose a question so you guys look can look before you ask your second question. Can I just yeah. jump in for a second? Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. So I think the issue is education. And it's like, if you don't have, if you're not enlightened or educated based on what you should value in terms of um, when you're purchasing like clothes or whatever it is that you deem fashionable, um, if you don't have that education, uh, like um, you said, even if you, a person was renting something, 
they still don't have that in mind. They'll still have the same mindset as, I mean, you know, I can get whatever I want, um, buy whatever I want. And the mentality doesn't change to having a connection or valuing a sense of value that's still not, it's not that, present, yeah. still lacking. But at the same time is that where does education be- begin from home, society, community, but you remember everybody that puts an um, item out there for sale, a purchase is not willing to educate that person about, buying plenty or less, buying quantity, quality. We have a slogan, we have marketings that put out there, but everybody's just trying to make sure that their performance and productivity is higher so that they can get an ROI back. So educating people in terms of buying value. Yes, go ahead. When it comes to education, that's why we're doing the sustainable fashion podcast and we're having these conversations. And then I think conversations are it. We need to really touch each person in our communities and have these conversations once we're enlightened we have to go and enlighten someone else and I think that's where it really starts if people like I know Ron wasn't a fashion person before the, the this sustainable fashion podcast but he's a regular contributor now and he's been ignited to like really start to understand and share this message and I'm sure that when runs at a dinner party or whatever he'll be talking about sustainable fashion and he'll have like minimalism and slow fashion and all these kind of concepts that we're discussing in his mind to like try and get other people to understand so I think that's where it really starts and we have to speak about it and I think other people do care and when they do get that little bit of inspirational idea about sustainable fashion they'll go down the rabbit hole and start discovering more for themselves. So that's what I think in terms of like formally educating people, I think that's one thing that we need to look at in terms of the future generations and changing like just the way society operates and stuff. But it just starts with conversations, I think, at this stage, getting just raising awareness. That's my thought. Cassandra, did you have anything? Dr. Cassandra, did you have anything else to add? No, no, I just typed that. All right, I just saw the chat. Yeah, so I've got a question for you guys to think out, and then I'm going to um, pass to Lucia because she's joined the conversation. Well, my question is it's just a lighthearted question, really. So I want you to think about what is your favorite fashion item in your wardrobe that brings you the most joy? So I just wanted you to kind of share that story of the item, where you bought it, how, you, how it became, came into your wardrobe. Um, your relationship with it and why it's your favourite. And um, Lucia, do you want to go ahead with your contribution and then you can you can add on to your favourite fashion item as well when you've had time to think about that? Sure. Uh, hi, thank you for letting me come on stage. Uh, actually, um, I was thinking the same thing that Cassandra, so she kind of, kind of stole uh, what I was about to say. It's really about education. I really agree with that. Okay, um, yeah. And uh, I will just add something is that um, I think also people have the wrong idea about what what being a minimalist in fashion. They think that sometimes is kind of boring, and a lot yeah. of people want to use uh, fashion uh, to express, you know, what they they are, and they want to be kind of special. And I think actually, uh, the more you minimalist the more you have to be creative to be special, actually. And um, 
and it's actually related to the last question you asked. Uh, my favorite items, do I pick like one item or like a category of item? <laughs> um, since we, we talked about minimalism, maybe like one, it's probably hard. One, it might oh, be hard to choose, but okay. one that has a story behind it. I've got, I've actually got one and um, one specific one that I, I really love and I've got a story behind it. I can share mine. Um, but if you want to share yours, um, would well, you like me to share mine first? Um, I can share, share mine and I will let, just let you finish because it's kind okay. of late for me. I'm in Paris and I was about to go to sleep when I see the notification with your room and I was like, I have to go <laughs> quickly. Okay, no worries. Yeah, go um, ahead. So I think um, currently my favorite item is a, a denim uh, dress that I have. Uh, that my dear mother offered me uh, when I was visiting, visiting her uh, in 2019 after my dad passed away. And oh, she was like, um, I want to buy some stuff for you because I, I really came like, like to spend like maybe two or three months with her and I ended up to stay a, a year. <laughs> and she was always seeing me with the same clothes. And she was like a little bit sad for me. And I was like, no, I'm fine. You know, it's okay. I mean... I, I, I'm, I'm used to have this kind of item so it's fine and um, she really likes please 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 and you know it's difficult to say no to, to your mom yeah, yeah. so I said okay yes go ahead and um, and I really like this dress um, because it's super comfortable and depends of the accessory I can use it uh, for chill hangout time with friends or I can use it for networking, co-working okay. stuff. You know? yeah. And uh, it's really my, my favorite and I really like it. And um, i taking great great care um, to make sure that it can it can list um, for a long, very long time because there's also this kind of emotional, you know, um, special attachment. And yeah, uh, yeah. so this is my first. <laughs> oh, that's such a lovely story. Thanks, Lucia, for coming up all the way from Paris as well. It's late in London as well. We've got about 20 minutes left of the podcast. I've got okay. one final question, but I'd love to hear um, other people's favorite items if they've had a chance to think about that. Um, Samuel, I see that you're on mic, so I don't know if you want to go next or Ron. Dr. Cassandra, I don't know if you've had a thought. Ladies first, Dr. Cassandra, are you are you are you available? I am. I'm just trying to figure out. Like, I really don't have one particular, but I know as far as shoes is concerned, I do have a one that it's like I wish I, I think that shoe, if it ever comes back, will not come to me because <laughs> I use it almost for wear for every um, occasion, either work. It's so comfortable. Yeah, and like I said, the story that's behind it is because um, the designer um, also um, commit uh, contribute profits or donates to an organization that's dear and close to my heart when it comes to children. Uh, do anything for them. So, and that's the story of one of the pair of shoes that I really enjoy wearing. It's comfortable. I can get a lot of wears out of it, but ultimately my purchase is a particular percentage of my purchase goes to, goes towards helping those children out. It's not amazing. Yeah. I love these stories. And this is what I was, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of alluding to when we say that garments that have a story and um, have value. Um, 
I can share my story if it's ladies first and then we can go to Ron and Samuel to share their stories. So um, I have this dress that it's from the 80s and there's actually a photograph of my mum wearing this dress when I was like five years old. And um, I don't know, when I was in my 20s or so, I went to my mum's house and I was going through a wardrobe and I really liked this dress and it actually fit me. And then I took the dress and I'm in my 30s now. So that was like over 10 years ago. Um, And she had it when she was in her 30s when I was like about five years old. I still wear that dress on like special occasions, like when I'm having like speaking at an event or it's a a fashion event or something, because I work in sustainable fashion. It's a dress that is like nearly 35, at least 35 years old. And I still wear it. It looks still pristine and new and nice. And um, just a really great testament to well-produced durable garments. And um, that's my favourite piece in my wardrobe. So, um, yeah, Samuel and Ron, what do you have? Uh, A a few. Um. (laughs) (laughs) How to choose. Well, I mean, there's, there's, I mean, from the story you just told, you know, I've got the thing that probably means the most to me in a weird way, but it's definitely not my favorite thing. But, um, but yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a shirt that, uh, that I, I got from my, my mother. I was like, you know, it was in, uh, that vast, um, you know, uh, shoppable, uh, storage called the basement. And, um, it was, it's, uh, it's a, it's a, a men's, um, sort of, you know, like, it's like a, a Hawaiian shirt, but it's mostly all white with a few um, you know, images here and there. They're highly saturated from like the late thirties, early forties, I think. Um, or no, it must be from the forties, but, um, but it's, yeah. it's, it's made of cotton and it's like, it's so soft and, um, and it's just like, she wore it, you know, like as a beach cover up kind of a deal. It's just yeah. a men's um, you know, short sleeve button down. And, um, and I, I wear it you know, to the beach or to Coachella or, you know, wherever I want to. Um, yeah. and, uh, and it's great. You know, it's, 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 uh, it's very Miami. Um, and it's, it's fantastic. I love that thing. Yeah. It brings you joy. That's, that's amazing. I'm really enjoying these stories about the clothes that bring us joy. Um, Ron, do you have a story about an item, a fashion item that brings you joy? Yeah. Yes. I have a story uh, bringing me joy, but not from a minimalistic perspective, but just because of the story you brought, it's, uh, it's a Gantt uh, pair of jeans from 20 years ago. And uh, back then I, I took a two-month trip to Europe. And uh, I was actually in your neck of the woods in uh, London, uh, uh, flying, yeah. to, flying to France to go for a week uh, vacation in Monte Carlo. And I only had, you know, it was hot. I only had like uh, Bermuda shorts. So, and I wanted to go in the casino. And obviously you can't go in the casino with shorts. So I, yeah. so I, so I had to go to find, uh, you know, I said, so basically I, I got a nice, uh, a Gantt pair of, uh, denim shorts, uh, not shorts, uh, jeans with, uh, you know, a nice white shirt from Gantt and then, and obviously a suit, like a suit jacket. And, uh, and I, and I can, I could go that night to, uh, to enjoy myself in the casino, so yeah, so, yeah. So it was not. It was. It's not like a sustainable fashion story or a joyful, you know, family kind of story. But uh, 
it, it was a memorable story nonetheless. So yeah, so the yeah, fact that you still have him twenty years later, that's yeah. that's definitely being sustainable. And I think the reason why I asked that question and brought it up is just that thought about the enjoyment and the the thought that you're having about th- that item of clothing. Wouldn't you like to have more clothing in your wardrobe that you have like a story that you can share that you enjoy that you've had a good experience with and you can use over and over? Then that might encourage more more minimalism in your wardrobe as you're choosing your clothing you're making your fashion purchases you, you want to have that kind of experience of joy not that um, moment of satisfaction that you were talking about a lot of people go and get stuff and have a momentary high on getting something but just um having more of a long long lasting um relationship with that i of clothing i think that that thought would um well for me it would encourage me um to in my fashion choices i hope it would encourage other people as well because i really enjoyed listening to those stories so um my final question um we've got about 15 minutes so there's an opportunity for everyone to speak on this and there's some new people in the room as well so if you want to come up and participate in the conversation we're talking about minimalism today so um the definition that i've got here is that minimalism is about stripping back the unnecessarily leaving only things that provide you with real value and joy so for fashion, that can mean having a minimally, minimal amount of clothes in your wardrobe that make you feel, that are right for you and make you feel joy. So that's what we're talking about today. So if you want to come up and share, you can definitely participate in this conversation. Um, so my final question to my fellow speakers today, my amazing group of speakers, I've loved everything that you've said, is would you feel comfortable stripping back your wardrobe and how can we strip back in the most sustainable way so when i'm asking that i'm thinking about oh if someone was really enthusiastic and said actually i'm going to go minimalist and i'm going to get rid of everything in my wardrobe that might not be the most sustainable way of addressing this issue so it's just like if we did want to strip back our wardrobes how can we do it in the most sustainable way so who who has some thoughts on that and are you comfortable stripping back your wardrobe? Is it something that you would consider doing personally? Well, there's a there's a, a, a good um, rule of thumb that uh, I've heard bandied about where it's like if you haven't worn it in, I think, like 12 months, you probably don't need it. Um, and so, you know, that's that's something that I think is important to keep in mind, especially when it's things that are not, you know, like like I have a morning suit. Sure, I'm not going to wear that every 12 months, but it's not going to get rid of. But, you know, like, do I need that T-shirt that I've had? three years because he was an ex-boyfriend. No, I can get rid of that thing. Um, it, there's also the notion of we wear 20% of our closet 80% of the time. Um, yeah, and so to just be conscious of that, you know, sort of like, like really think about like, you know, like what are you wearing the most? You know, do you need more of that and less of something else because you, you're going to go through it really fast? Or do you need to be buying better versions of that so you don't go through it so fast? I think that that's something that really, um, you know, once you start to realize like what you need, um, like I, I, I need lighter jackets because it's, it's Miami and I like to have a jacket, but everything is, I sweat through. So like, I'm always on the lookout for like a really nice light bomber. That's what I'm constantly looking for. I haven't found very many. Honestly, I found one and it's not quite right either. So like it has something like in, like that you know you need and don't buy any, uh, anything. Just go look for that thing is a good one. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. But, I I'll have to. I think that's a man's rule. After if you don't wear it for twelve months, <laughs> um, 
uh, for a person like me, I, I, I don't want to say for job's sake, I move around a lot. So if I'm not in Washington, D.C., I'm in California, and now I'm in Florida. So, and then the weathers are so different because I end up being in the cold area sometimes. So my closet is kind of huge, but I am working on downsizing it, I would say. And I know that I am aware, I really want to, what I normally do is I think every month I go through my closet, not intentionally, but when I'm looking for stuff and I find out, oh, I can't wear this, I donate or try to recycle in a sense. When I say recycle, put it away because, you know, we women always constantly thinking about, oh, we gained so much weight, so we can't wear that. So instead of me throwing it away or donating, I keep it. And that's another motivating goal. Like I have to be able to get down to this size because I don't want to keep on buying clothes. So I use that. That's one for me. And... Secondly, what I also do is that if I have to, if I purchase anything, like I purchase a skirt, that means I have to give away three items in my closet. So, and that's what I try to do. That's <laughs> so, great. So, that yeah. works for me. So, when I, when I go to places like Nordstrom, or I always like, okay, if I buy this, that means I have to get rid of three things. And no, women, sometimes we're so attached to certain things, even though we've not worn it. So I do have things in my closet that are just because of tags and maybe I gain weight with COVID weight. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go down. I have to wear it again. I'm one of those ladies. I don't care about the trend. I'll mix them up. I mean, having grown up in, I grew up in England too. So I have multiple styles mm-hmm. and I just incorporate yeah. it. Yeah. So. Yeah. And fashion is what you make it anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I love that, Dr. Cassandra. I love, I love that mentality of um, that you've put forward there. Um, Lucia, do you have anything to add to the conversation? I think Cassandra is my train from another mother. I'm doing the same thing, keeping because I have so many clothes. I'm, I'm keeping that there too, and uh, also I saw that on 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 edges, my body also changing. So it's kind of motivation also for you know my health. Um, however, um, not now, but back in the day when I was a student, I was moving a lot. And, uh, you know, when you're moving, you're always, you know, taking the opportunity to, to, to clean a little bit your, your stuff. Uh, so what I was doing is I was, uh, giving to, uh, some friends or to my cousins, uh, or my little cousins, uh, some clothes. So, um, I'm not a big fan of putting clothes in, you know, in this tank uh, for yeah. recycling because I don't, I'm not trusting the whole recycling process. Uh, so I do me doing my own recycling way, you know, giving to friends and uh, to, or to family and all I'm going to try to keep. And, uh, and uh, not, my, my dream is like uh, if one day, I, I, uh, I, I, you know, except present, I'm trying to not buy clothes and, unless it's really necessary. And my ultimate dream is like, if one day I, 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 it's possible for me, if I need like uh, some clothes, I can uh, do them by myself or ask, uh, you know, somebody to do them for me. So I, I will only do the clothes that I need, not necessary, because I don't really like shopping, basically. I like fashion, but I'm not a big fan of the yeah. going in clothes in, in stores and stuff like that so 
that's my dream. So you're my sister because I, when I go into the <laughs> store, I look everywhere. I'm like, I can't find anything. Oh my god! Exactly. I mean, <laughs> exactly. Even like you know, like this uh, discount, you know, time of the year, like they say, like yeah, you can go uh, cool prices, and I'm like, yeah, well, let's go, let's try it. And every item that I like, they are fully, you know, full price, no discount. I was like, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not usually yeah. tripping anymore. I, I don't like that, and I'm I'm doing it only when it's necessary, or only when 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 I'm with my mom because yeah, it's difficult uh-huh. to say no to to mom or to my dad when he was with me. Also, I, I did I had the opportunity and the chance uh, to go shopping with my dad. It was really really funny to do that with him. Oh, yeah. So you've met Dr. Sandra, your your twin in over in the states. Thought twins, you, you have very similar mindsets. That's great. Um, yeah. So, um, one thing I did pick up is on the idea of like recycling. I have like, um, recycling clothes, recycling, um, bins where I live, but I don't really trust it as well. Like, um, I do often, like maybe every quarter, every three months or every six months, um, go through my wardrobe and, um, giveaway stuff there's a church that does a jumbo sale so um we just give this the stuff to the church and they can make a little bit of profit selling that on in their jumbo sale so that's what i i personally try to do to try and minimize my wardrobe and get the clothes circulating again and we've got cassie on the stage that's just hi hi guys what's up we're good we're good you're from london Are you yeah, from I'm from London. I'm from London. Yes. Oh, yes. amazing! Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much of the conversation that you've heard, but would you like to contribute about minimalist fashion, your experience? And yeah, um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm trying. I'm trying to. Gosh, I'm trying. I've got like loads of clothes as well, and I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be minimalist myself. Um, I've got two businesses. One is um, trainer customization, sneakers to you Americans, and another is I make handmade leather bags. So, oh, yeah. So, so it's very hard for me because like I like to buy things. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I want people to buy things off me. However, the bags are one-off. They're handmade leather bags, so they're going to be one-off pieces. So. Do you know what I mean? I guess it can be minimalist. Do you know what I mean? You buy one bag and you keep it forever and you look after it forever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it stays and then it becomes a vintage piece. I'm into like vintage stuff. Like my mum was a lot in was into fashion a lot and I've got a lot of her her stuff that are vintage, like stuff that she took care of. So it's like um I try, I really want to try and, and be more minimalist. Um but because I'm in the fashion industry it's kind of yeah but I am trying to I'm trying to even when it comes down to sourcing the leather for my bags I want to try and be as sustainable as I can like I'm getting into like eco fashion sustainable fashion uh, minimalist fashion and just kind of putting it all together but it's it's very hard it's very hard I try not to buy I don't really buy fast fashion I'll more buy designer pieces that I know is going to last me for a long time. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to do that. But um, 
it's hard because I've got a lot, a lot. I was wondering if you have any tips for Cassie on like this as well. Sorry, this is why I jumped up. This is why I jumped up. Sorry, I forgot why I jumped up because what I was gonna say because I'm in fashion. What I'll try and do is that instead of because when you're talking about recycling, um, sometimes I won't recycle. But what I will try and do is I'll try and refashion the garment into something completely different. Upcycling, amazing. Yeah. So if I've got a something that doesn't fit me anymore I might try and take the buttons off it and use it for another garment or um make a trousers and make it into a skirt or make it into a um, shorts um because I can make clothes as well so um I try and do that instead of recycling it well I, obviously it's recycling but instead that's of just recycling is slightly different upcycling yeah, that's, that's my yeah. kind of that's my kind of recycle when I recycle my clothes okay buttons or you know, yeah. something. Yeah. I don't know how yeah. to do it. So, but... Yes, yes, yes. It sounds yes. like you're doing a great job. It is challenging. It's not. It's very. Sustainability is not the easiest task. So you're not yeah. finding it difficult because you're doing anything wrong. You just. Yeah. It's difficult in general. Well, do you think that, do you think that you could be like ethical and sustainable 100% of the time? I think it's not I think it's a journey. I think ethics is something that you have to build into your business. So you have to check out the sources of like who made your clothes and right, and right, and make sure that that's all above board and you're happy with that. So checking things out and doing yeah. is important to being ethical. I think sustainable. The system is just not sustainable in terms mm. of the whole fashion system. So mm. doing your part and and trying to source the right materials and doing things like upcycling and doing mm what you can do and mm. um, you can't impact the whole industry but you can impact yeah what you're doing specifically but yeah. I don't think anyone will be 100% sustainable in the fashion industry at this stage because the system is no. supporting that yeah but, um, yeah definitely worth everyone trying to make themselves 10% more sustainable every yeah. year and try to get to to the to the goal yeah that's why with my businesses, I'm going more high fashion so that they're pieces that are going to last. They're not yeah, throwaway yeah. fashion. They're not fast fashion. They're dis- they're um, one-off items. Do you know what I mean? The sneakers yeah. are one-off. The bags are one-off. And um, obviously the pandemic hit, but um, I was going to different places to source the leather, like just jumping on the plane, quickly going over to France going yeah. over there to source some leather, um, Morocco as well. And, but even that, you know, the, the thing is, when it comes to sustainability, even that, that I'm, me doing that, jumping on a plane to go to I France to look for yeah. leather. Yeah, your carbon footprint. Right, right. Yeah. So that that's, yeah, so that's why, like, I'm finding it hard because there, there's always little things to add to the chain that you're doing that is going to um, add to the to, yeah. to, to the yeah to your carbon footprint. Even like the the the, the paints and stuff that I use for the trainers, um, okay. yeah, then they're not really. I think it's, I think for for that it's really about doing your research and then obviously there's different things that you can try and offset your carbon so if you get Mm -hmm. involved in different initiatives that can that you know that you you um 
doing a certain mm. amount, then you can try and offset by planting trees or yeah. that you sell and things like that to try and make make the difference, balance balance it out a bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, def- I'm definitely trying in my businesses and in my um my actually day to day life, but it's um yeah, it's it's very hard to actually keep it kind of going. Um, yeah, because but then I try, I try, but yeah, I don't so think you can you, be gone. How did you find out about the podcast? Are you a regular Green Room member, or did you just join through the Global Fashion Marketplace? No, I just saw you. I've seen you there a couple of times, but today's the first time I came in. I decided to come in because when you started talk, talking about the recycler, I'm an Android, so I can't leave a message. But when I heard oh, you talking yeah. about, yeah, when I told, heard you talking about the recycling, I wanted to come up and I wanted to say that bit about refashioning your clothes because YouTube yeah, is very exactly. good for that. Yeah. Even T-shirts, yeah. you can take T-shirts and you can turn them into like little dresses um, there's so much things that you could do and even like I said just um, just certain parts like I said I'll maybe sometimes just take the buttons off things and say okay I'm going to use that for something else I'm going to use that when I make this skirt or this top do you know what I mean um, zips as well you can take the zips out um, yeah. and just like yeah and just like fabric pieces and also as well yeah this is what I was going to say as well also, I've got a lot of designer handbags. And um, what I used to do, like, I used to just kind of, if they if they got a little bit damaged, I would just leave them, put them, in the, put them back in their dust bags and put it back in the cupboard. But now what I've seen is that there's a lot of companies that are re, um, like refurbishing your bags and stuff. So even stuff like that, when you've got, because obviously I knew you could always do it with shoes and stuff, but I didn't really know that you could do it with bags. So it's like when you've got these items, you don't have to throw them away. You can yeah, go and take them to be repaired. Yeah. yeah, that's another solution. Definitely yeah. Repairing, repairing mm-hmm. is a really big thing for sustainability. Yes. But, um, what I wanted to say, I'm glad that you've joined us, um, Cassie, today. And we'd love to see you more at some more of our conversations um, on Freemium. We also have a um, club on Clubhouse. I don't know if you're familiar with No, Clubhouse. I'm not on Clubhouse. I'm not on Clubhouse. Okay. I'm not even going to go there, but yeah. Okay, that's fine. I was going to say we have regular conversations in the club called Fashion Reimagined. It might be really helpful for you to join some of those conversations to help solve some of the problems that you're having and the struggles. We always talk about this on a regular basis. And mm. you can also follow on Instagram, Global Fashion Marketplace. I always post like updates on. I'm definitely going to follow you on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. So yeah. we've come to the end today of um, the Sustainable Fashion Podcast. This is Raising Your Con- Consciousness, and it's a Green Room original show. So this podcast is going to be shared on Spotify and okay. other podcasting platforms. Um, so yeah. I really appreciate everyone's participation, Ron, Samuel, Dr. Sandra, and I think um, Lucia left and um, she had to go to bed in Paris it's um, midnight in London now as well so I need to wrap up this podcast it's been a really 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 great conversation and thanks for everyone in the audience that has stuck through and listened I can see Zampe is still there so um, thank you for the support today for the podcast everyone um, well, thank you yeah. it's been amazing like I've been listening for a while I've been listening for about half an hour 
and it's been amazing and I'm definitely going to come back and I'm definitely going to follow the um I'll follow you as well and I'm definitely going to follow the Instagram um yeah what's the Instagram global fashion marketplace yeah that's it yeah so all right I'm going to follow it right now okay The Sustainable Fashion Podcast is in partnership with the Pink Kangaroo Podcast Network.